Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2Learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Seriously, folks, it is a great place, so definitely go check out EMC2Learning.com. Today is a solo episode just featuring moi, and it is season six, episode 15, and today we're talking everything about Easter eggs. This is a game mechanic. For those of you that don't know about gamification or if this is your first podcast here on Well Played, uh, one of the things that I do a lot in my class is use something called gamification. This is sort of the power of using the most motivational aspects of games, teasing out those features and applying them to a non-game setting. In my case, it is the classroom. And I wrote a book on that called Explore Like a Pirate, um, how game-inspired course design can elevate, enrich, and engage your learners. Definitely check that out. If this topic, that would be one slice, one mechanic discussed in that book. And then uh, John Meehan and I wrote the book Fully Engaged. It also talks about all sorts of concepts about gamification, playful learning, and sort of the research behind it, the why it works. So good. Pick up either or both of those books. All right. Easter eggs. This mechanic, this piece of a game is... Uh, found in video games and what it is is these little things that you can find sort of throughout the video game that aren't required for the win they're really embedded there for the explorer player type Uh, that's another thing I read about in the book that there are these different player types and the explorer likes to just live in that world they're actually playing to explore they're playing just to sort of touch and feel everything in the game it's not necessarily the win condition that's their their number one driver it's about knowing about various things it's about being very adept at the game and easter eggs is a great way to do that so game designers have hid these things around And like I said, a lot of them, you don't need, actually all of them, you don't need for the win. It's just like more coins in the game. It might be some super rare like item or power-up that might help you along your way, but you could still win the game without it. And this is intriguing, and it has turned out to be one of my favorite things to sort of tease out of games and apply to my classroom. So... How this looks in a in a gamified classroom and not in a video game, you can sort of you want to hide things, right? That's the whole reason it's titled Easter Eggs. It's about hiding things in different places and seeing who finds them. And it's okay if not everybody finds it. This is the other thing, teachers. We have to get over this idea of building everything for everyone. We're building things for our students to live into but they don't have to like touch every piece of our course and obviously we have to do the required pieces for everybody but this aspect of your classroom will be designed for the few that find it and it will be exciting and exhilarating for those few that find it so one example of what you could put what you could do in the digital space is hide some links around. So on my gamified world history website, 
like the actual standard one for the course. There is just, you know, I just use a Google Sites and it just sort of posts, you know, what we're doing for the day. It's my lesson plan. It's, you know, it's my class policies. You know, these kind of buttons are around. But every so often I go in there and I add a link to a hidden page. That's like a hidden side quest that only those that find it can do it. And I might put it on like two or three lessons ago. I might link a word in there and all of a sudden one of those words are blue now. One of the other ones that I love, and I've done this once in a while, when doing a like project description and you're kind of walking through the project, you have everybody like load this Google Doc and you're kind of going through the project, maybe in the bottom or somewhere in the middle, write a link, right? Or write a statement. Like if anybody in this period does X, you know, whatever X is, you know, raise their left hand and then like pat their belly or whatever. I mean, it could be silly. It can be academically minded if you want, like if they write down their answers and give them to you at the end of the period, right? But you write what they're supposed to do. And then um, select it and change the text to white. So it kind of disappears. But a kid that's clicking around and kind of selecting will highlight it and then it will be seen and be able to be interacted with now the student sees it that's a fun one and definitely a bunch of kids never see it never do it that's okay that's not what easter eggs are for it's for those few that find it. it's like the inside joke of all inside jokes and i love it another kind of example that i do more of i do more physical than digital easter eggs but physical ones hide around the classroom you know cut off little pieces of paper with some statement on it, some direction on it, some bonus on it, put them out there in your classroom. Hide them around a little bit. I like when we wrap a theme around that a little bit so the kids know to sort of look for those Easter eggs and know when they've found one. So in my class, I wrap it into a little storyline that there's this like hidden group of like druids. And then I, I, I release what the like their symbol is. And if they find that symbol on things out in the world, they know that it's an Easter egg. They know it's part of these hidden quests. And that one gets a whole lot of fun with my students. I mean, like they are just itching to find it. They're looking everywhere. They're seeing everything. Some of the things that I would tell you to tell your students if you do this is I definitely have the rule that it's not in a place that you're not required to go or not allowed to go. So I'm not hiding things in my file cabinet or something. I don't want to see rooting through those. Um, they would be in plain sight. You don't have to like lift things up or look under posters or something like that. There should be seen that helps. And I've taken that idea of this, this druids and this logo. And I used to just print off a piece of paper with the logo on it and kind of hide it around. Now I've even like taken that and went on Amazon and bought a few of these little like tiny canisters and glued that image on and put those canisters around the school. And I've like glued a magnet to it. And then inside the canister is the prize. The prize might be something a student can earn, might be like an item or a power, but it also might be a hidden quest that only they can do. Super fun. Hide those around with the magnets. I click them underneath, you know, like radiators and whatnot, uh, bottom of staircases and you you name it. Things that I think are okay for them to find and see. 
and I number them so I know which ones are out there that haven't been found yet. So at the end of the year, I can kind of collect those if I have to. But this is one of the things I love about a gamified class and about these Easter eggs. It turns and transforms the entire school into this immersive game experience. And it just changes how students approach coming to school, being at school, doing all the things that they have to do at school. It's so fun to see them kind of charge back into the classroom with one of these, and they're so excited to share. They're so excited to have found it. They're proud of this moment, and I love it. Some of the things that you could use in your Easter eggs, right? Some of the things that you could have them find. Again, easy peasy would be an item or power up if you have those in your gamified class. But if you don't have those or if you want to do something a little different, I started using quests in there. So there are these like hidden quests that only they can do. They're typically like easy because I kind of want them to like do it and then turn it in kind of in a quick response so that you kind of get that that hit of dopamine and they're kind of excited to try another one, right? I don't make those cumbersome. The ones on my website can be big Project X-esque type things they do that are side quests. These are much simpler, but uh, that's kind of fun. part of the fun of finding them and then achieving them and doing them. Another thing that I have done in there is sometimes riddles that like get you to the next bigger thing, the next hidden piece. And the last thing... Ah, uh, no, sorry. I thought of another one. <laughs> they, another one that I put in there is sometimes scratch-offs. If you go on Amazon, you can buy these scratch-offs that you can adhere to things. So you print on cardstock, this is what I do, a couple of cards, and I make like some different options that they can choose, like circle one, circle two, circle three. And then when I print, I tape on three circles, or I buy the bigger ones, and I tape on three... I tape on one and I kind of just put four quadrants and in the writing it'll say what's in each quadrant, right? So if they scratch off the kind of the upper left corner of the scratch off, they now reveal that they get this item, this power up, these points. Now the last one that I kind of want to talk to you about is a rally. I should probably do a whole nother podcast just on setting up a rally, but this is this idea where you find the first thing will lead you to the second thing, which will lead you to the third thing, so on and so forth, till they've gone through the rally. This is a fun one to add to Easter eggs because to find that first Easter egg and then realize this is the first step, like that you're part of something bigger, it's, a, it's a, again, an intoxicating idea and one I should probably do a whole show on. But I really wanted to get this talk out there about Easter eggs. For those of you that have done Easter eggs in the past, one, I challenge you to please share your ideas at hashtag wellplayedpodcast and tag me at Mr. Matera. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know the community would love to hear your thoughts too. Two, for those of you that have done gamification before, I, I hope this episode reminds you of the joy of Easter eggs and challenge yourself right away this week. It is Tuesday. You got Uh, If you're listening to this on Tuesday, you have three more days in the school week. Think of a way you can add a small, easy Easter egg. That'll be fun. That'll be fun for your kids. They'll be excited to see it. And it's kind of fun to know that it's out there. 
drop a little hint that it's out there and see where it goes with your kids. I guarantee you, they're going to have a good time. You're going to have a good time. So I don't know, just get out there and try Easter eggs. They, it is so worth it. All right, everybody. I am so excited and honored that you are making well-played part of your classroom, part of your professional development, part of your growth. I love, love having you show up each and every week. We get hundreds and hundreds of listeners, and it's so awesome to have you part of this community. I hope you have a good week. As always, enjoy your day and play on.